Hey, hey, what's up, man? Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here as I am about to let you in on a really special interview with a good friend of mine, Dr. Joe Martin. Uh, the way I would describe Dr. Joe Martin to me is he was uh, he is like a mentor, uh, kind of like a, a professional father figure, if I can put it that way. He's always been such a encourager of what we're doing here and has really been cheering me on. He has uh, provided a lot of personal advice over the years. You know, he's made himself available. I can text him when I have a question. And he hasn't been on the podcast in, I don't know, about 500 episodes, uh, which is, you know, a, a relatively long time. So I want to have him back on here. We talked about a couple different things. So we talked about dealing with sexless marriages, which is a, you know, obviously pretty prevalent issue today. And especially if you're in recovery, this might be something you've gone through. So he was just incredibly insightful on that front. And then I probably took about 20 minutes and asked him about fatherhood and told him about some of my fears and insecurities around this stage of life that's coming up. And he was really helpful. It was honestly like real-time coaching. And I, I'm not joking when I say sometimes this podcast is just so helpful for me because <laughs> I just get to ask these really smart people some questions that you know, ordinarily you'd have to pay a lot of money to do so. So that was really cool. And then we talked a bit about time management as well. He's very impressive in all the stuff he's able to juggle with relative ease. And he's got this thing down to a science, but more than just the practical stuff, he's got really good principles that undergird his approach. And I really like that. And this guy is just so rooted and grounded in the Bible and that maybe is the most important thing about him. So you guys are going to learn a lot if you're, you know, I don't know, if you want to be married one day and you want to have a good sex life, if you want to be a father one day, uh, it's going to be great for you too. And obviously, if you're already at those stages, you're married, you're a parent, you're going to get so much value. And even if you're not in those stages of life, the stuff we, he shares about productivity and personal development and protecting your time, that's going to be super useful. So this is like a very well-rounded podcast. Every guy should listen to it. I'm so glad that you're about to. Well, let's jump right into it. Here's my interview with Dr. Joe Martin. So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. All right. Well, I'm here with a return guest to the show, Dr. Joe Martin, my man. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, man. And it's always great to see you. Um, see you again, man. And congratulations on the news. Hey, uh, thanks. Oh, new dad, I'm so excited for you, and I'll be praying for you, brother. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And congratulations on your new career success as a pickleball player, man. How about that? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, my guys, they're gonna hate to hear that, boy. He's, he can't talk. He can't talk to anybody without mentioning pickleball. But yeah, I, I am a little bit obsessed with the sport of pickleball, man. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's it's definitely trending up here as well. You said you got exposed to it through your piano teacher. Is that right? Yeah, uh, on my bucket list. Now that I'm I'm getting old in age. <laughs> my wife, empty nesters, my kids, or one is out of college, one is getting ready to graduate from college in a year. Um, I decided to get some stuff off my bucket list, and one was to learn the piano because I, you know, we could never afford it when I was a kid because we were too poor. So, you know, I'm gonna take some piano lessons, and I was really enjoying it, Sathya, until the instructor asked me what I do to work. I said, You like you're in pretty good shape. What do you do to work out? And I was telling her, I go to the gym. She said, I said, What do you do? 
She said, well, I play pickleball. I said, what's that? <laughs> right. <laughs> then she explained it to me and she mentioned that there were some courts near my subdivision, which was like five minutes away. And I said, okay. oh, I know that place. I, I said, I thought that was strange because it looks like tennis courts, but they're small. So I thought it was tennis courts for small people. That's what I thought, I thought it was. <laughs> said, no, it's pickleball. And so she invited me out with an instructor who um, that could teach her how to play and would teach me how to play. And so they, as soon as that ball hit my paddle, I, it's like, it was like, you ever seen Ratatouille? If you yeah. haven't, you're probably going to see it when your kids, your kids born. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ratatouille, When he ate that food and like, and it took him back to his childhood. I used to play tennis when I was younger. And when it touched my paddle, it just took me back. It's like a trigger back to my tennis days, which I loved. And I stopped playing when my son was born because okay. I was spending too much time on the tennis court. Yeah. And I yeah. said, no way. I'll say, I'll wait till my son is old enough to teach him how to play tennis, but I can't because I, I got to spend time being hands on with my child. And so, um, and I did teach him when he was around five or six years old, but he never picked up on the sport. But when I hit that paddle, that ball hit that paddle, I knew I was in the right sport. And now, Two years later, and I won't even tell you how much money I've invested in learning how to play and getting better. Now I compete in tournaments um, across the country. So I, I really Jeez, love it. Man. Yeah, that is so cool. But I'm not surprised. You definitely, I could, I could see you having that competitor in you, you know, and if you oh, get a yeah. hold of something, it's over. Oh, it, it, it stirred that fire up in me, man. And now I, I think I take the game a little bit too seriously now. I'm getting away from the fun now. It's become <laughs> so competitive and I'm trying to calm it down now so I can go back to enjoying the sport. Yeah, yeah, I get you, man. I get you. I, I have to do the same things once I once I get into something. It's it's a slippery slope for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to hit on a bunch of things with you. You're you're so seasoned and uh, tons of life experience in helping men with men issues, you know. And and that I say men issues, and sometimes people just think we're talking about porn and sex right away, but it's not necessarily right. just those things. Right. Um, that being said, one of the issues that uh, has been coming up in our community. And I say that um, speaking about my clients, but even, you know, we have 300, 400 conversations a day on Instagram uh, and those conversations there. And even in my own friend circle, the whole subject of sexless marriages has been coming up. I am getting ready for our first pregnancy. And I understand there's usually a period of sexlessness <laughs> afterwards that some of my friends are warning me about. I wonder if we could maybe start there. Let's let's assume that uh, let's let's forget the pregnancy thing. That's obviously like a logistical thing. That's right, a bit yeah. different. Right. Um, but when you have uh, when when somebody comes to you, he's like, Doctor Joe, I'm dry, bro. It's been a long time. <laughs> uh, where do you start with someone who's in that position? Well, and, and un unfortunately, it's it's a common issue, um, and I say unfortunately because men are really struggling with it because it can lead to addictions and it can lead to um, um, getting into bad habits that you do not want to get into and be hard to get out of. Um, but usually I start sit there with telling them that um, look for, before they panic, and first of all, don't take everything personally, hmm. you know, because a lot of times, I'm and present company included, if my wife turns me down for sex, the first thing is to stroke, to, is to hit to my ego. Yeah. And we know how fragile a man's ego can be. And, but my wife has learned to always communicate with me and say, Hey, you know, don't, please don't take this person. So I know now it's not personal, but uh, I tell guys before they deal with, okay, you know, man, I want to have sex, find out the reasons why they could be, mm -hmm. there's probably some reasons why you're not having sex in marriage. Now, I believe there's one big reason, but at least look at uh, kind of like do a, a process of elimination. All right. And some of the reasons um, that, you may not be having sex with your wife or she turns you down. One, it could be a lack of trust. It could be a lack of trust. Um, no communication with her. 
Um, it could be insecurity that she feels, shame. You know, you've heard about body shaming and that kind of thing. Even though you may not have said anything about her body negatively, she may have a, a negative image of her body. Uh, you may think your wife is beautiful, but she thinks her butt is too big or not big enough or, <laughs> or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. It could be fear that um, that she's not going to please you or you're not going to be happy with her. Um, it could be and that fear could come from trauma from past abuse. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of different reasons that before we take it personally, we got to examine all those reasons. It could be physical. It could be that sex hurts for her. Yeah. Um, it's discomforting for her. I mean, she may have some health issues. My wife has gone through a, a couple of surgeries. There's going to sex became painful, but she doesn't want to let me down. But at the same time, I got to be sensitive to how she is feeling. And so those are some of the basic um, reasons. But the main reason, if all that stuff's out. If you've addressed all those issues, um, to me, if um, we're struggling with sex, um, a sexless marriage, you have to focus on intimacy. Mm. Now, Sathya, we know this. We know that intimacy is important. But here's the problem: we think of when we think of intimacy, we only think of one type of intimacy. Yeah, it's physical. And there's different types of intimacy. Yeah, and we always associate intimacy with sex. And um, I like the way one of my friends says it's intimacy. If you look at the word intimacy and break it down phonetically, intimacy. Yes, I love that. Intimacy. Open up my heart so you can see into me so you'll get to know me. Intimacy. So I can become vulnerable with you. And if we can be more sensitive to the levels of intimacy or different types of intimacy, we'll realize that the physical intimacy will be kind of a, a result yeah. of building up that intimacy. And we know that with um, sex, with us, it's a physical act, but with women, it's an emotional act. And yeah. I'm, I'm speaking generally for, of for most of us. But what I try to um, teach our men, because we talk about this stuff all the time, as I said, when they say, okay, well, we're not having sex, man. We're not, I don't know. I said, well, how's your intimacy? Well, I think it's pretty good. Um, I kiss her and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm talking about all the different types of intimacy. What do you mean? I said, spiritually. Are you spiritually intimate with your wife? Mm. Uh, Dr. Joe, what do you mean spiritual intimate? <laughs> I said, when you get in the presence of God and when she gets in the presence of God, do you guys talk about that? Mm. You talk about what the Holy Spirit has been revealing to her in her walk, because just like you, you may have struggles she, spiritually. She may have some struggles spiritually. Mm. Are you guys talking about those things? What is she asking you to pray for? Are you guys praying together, praying mm. for one another? Are you asking her, how can you pray for her? All this is spiritual intimacy. How does she feel about her identity in Christ? Does she see herself the way God sees her? Yeah. Do you? Have you talked to her about it? And you can see the looks on their face that they're like, wow, wow, wow. And um, um, I, I don't know. I said, there is no intimacy. Now, excuse the way I, I put this. I said, here's how important intimacy is, intimacy is. I said, there is, I said, there should be no erection without first connection. Okay. All, right. all right all right get down with that before erection all right <laughs> and so so and i said you got to be able to connect with her so build some spiritual intimacy i said well how are you guys doing on relational intimacy well isn't a spiritual really i said no 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 this is a little bit different i said when i talk about relational intimacy um are you able to talk honestly there's two ways are you listening to her is she listening to you? Are you be are you able to be honest about what's going on in your life or concerns you have about the marriage? 
um, about yeah. the kids. Can she be honest with you? Are you a safe place for her to share relationally? You know, are you guys, are you friends? Are you guys enjoying each other's company? Are y'all having fun together? Women, are y'all laughing together? Mm. This is relational. Again, no erection without the connection. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to connect. So are you guys having fun together? Are y'all going out on dates? Are you just enjoying life? Are y'all doing things, um, sharing each other's interests? Right. Having fun with your wife. No different than you hang out with your dudes. No different than me on the pickleball court. My wife loves to work out. I got a wife who just loves to work out. And I'm not crazy about working. I work out because I have to work out, not because I want to sit there. But <laughs> guess what I know? That when I work out my wife, guess what it builds? Relational intimacy. Right. She doesn't even know it. But I can see the look on her face when she's excited when I'm working out with her. Also, my wife um, used to run a gym. And she she ran a fitness business. So when I'm with her, guess what she's doing? She's showing me how to do proper form. Right. She's showing me and she's giving me advice. That's making her feel close to me that, wow, he's willing to receive this from me. That's relational intimacy. Huh. And then I asked myself, well, then what about emotional intimacy? Dang, Dr. Joe, what about spiritual? That's not enough. <laughs> I said, no, I said, what about emotional? This is what you mean emotional. Isn't that other stuff emotional? I said, yeah, to an extent. I said, but... When I say emotional, have you pursued her heart before you pursued um, um, an orgasm? Have you pursued a heart? Mm -hmm. Do you know her heart? Do you know what she's scared of? Do you know what hurts her? Does she know what hurts you? Hmm. Are you pursuing her heart or just her body? Or does, does she feel like, wow, he gets me? When she is feeling insecure, can she come to you and emote without you getting defensive or taking it personally? Hmm. And you do that for her. See, this, this also is a two-way street. You may not want to have sex with your wife because this stuff is lacking. Yeah. Spiritual, um, the relational, emotional, at least I can only speak for me. That does affect whether I want to have sex with my wife. Oh, for sure. I'm probably going to share too much information there, but I remember one time my wife and I had had an argument, right? And we had somewhat pro got past it and she wanted to get frisky, right? <laughs> now you got to understand, I'm a former sex addict, been addicted to porn. It ruined a 16-year marriage that I had before. I mean, I was, I've been through recovery for seven years, counseling. So you're talking about a person who's, who was addicted to sex. Yeah. So she wants to, um, she wants to have sex. And, and I told her, she said, you, I said, okay. She said, you don't seem excited about it. I said, well, Tanya, not, not. I said, I got to be honest with you. Now, here's the emotional intimacy. I got to be honest with you, Tanya. She, I said, um, right now, I'm still a little bit upset. She said, I thought we were good. I said, yeah, but I'm not there yet. Mm, and nice. um, I'm still hurting. Still hurting. And I said, Tanya, now, I can have sex. You know me. I said, I can have sex in a whim. You know, <laughs> I love sex. <laughs> I said, but I don't just want to have sex with you because if I do, it's going to feel like the sex I used to have that was meaningless. Yeah, it's just a transaction, yeah. Yeah, and I say, and Tanya, I don't ever want to treat you like I treated those women who I can't even remember now. Yeah. You're my wife. You're you're my helpmate. You're my soulmate. I want to be, um, I want to be, I want to have all of you and I want you to have all of me. And I want to be able to be one with you when we have sex. But now I don't want to deny you if that's what you want. And I don't want you feeling some kind of way. I said, but it's up to you. And I was honest emotionally because mm, that was risky. Dang. 
Cynthia to tell her that because she could have just kicked me to the curb like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know? But when I said that, you know what her response was? No, you're right. I No, I'd rather wait. Yeah. Right. I'd rather right. wait till we, we can be one. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there's no better sex than when you're spiritually, emotionally, relationally connected. It yeah. doesn't feel like it used to feel with all those other women yes. who may have looked nicer than my wife and did more than my wife, but it's not like this. No. It's on a whole different level. And so that's another um, um, intimacy. Now, there is physical intimacy that we have to be concerned about, but not just the sex part of it. Yeah. Are you following? Yeah. And this is what I challenge guys on this. I said, can you make love to your wife without having sex? Yes but you have to be intentional about it. I said, physically, you can be intimate without intercourse. Mm. Oh, dude, how to do that? I said, a lot of things you can do. Think about some of the small things. Hold her hand. Yeah. You know, when you're walking in, in, in the mall, you know, hold her hand. Yeah. Um, put your arm on her when you're sleeping. You know, sometimes, sometimes I can tell when, my, when I just roll over and I put my arm over my wife, I can see her, she moves a certain way like, <laughs> uh, she's like, oh, let's have sex. Yeah. It's like she gets comfortable and snuggles in. You see what I mean? Yeah. That's physical intimacy. Now, do I want to have sex? Yes, but she don't know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm I'm get, having a physical connection with her without the intercourse. Um, yeah. um. Sometimes I put her hands up there on my chest when I'm sleeping, so she can feel my heartbeat. Hmm. That's it. Yeah. No big deal. Um, kiss her on the forehead when she's sleeping. She may not even know you did it. Hmm. But what if she does feel it and know you did it? Wow, he just kissed me on the forehead. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> it's little things like that. Um, I mean, giving a hug from behind when you come home and she's in the kitchen cooking something. I tell guys that, you know, when you have physical intimacy the right way, I say, when you flirt with your wife and she said, well, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, guess what that's telling you? You're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> you make her blush when you give her that hug, that tap on the butt. No sex. Yeah. Stuff like that. If she starts saying, stop it, Cynthia. you get, get out of here. Leave me alone, Cynthia. That's when you know you're doing it right. Now, yeah. think about this. If we're connecting on a spiritual, relational, and emotional level, and physically, before we even got to the bed, what do you think now is going to happen when you say, right. hey, and, oh, and I got to share this. This I call this my hack. All right. For a sec. And men, please use this responsibly. I can see somebody <laughs> abusing it and they're going to mess it up. But please use this responsibly. Stop asking your wife for sex when you want sex. Well, how, how do I do? First of all, there's ways you can have, like we have, my wife and I have signs. That's not what I'm going to give you the hack. Our, now, okay. This is just me and my wife. We have signs. Sure. She puts her leg on me. Okay. Don't ask me why. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> just put her leg on, and I, that's a sign for me. Okay, fair enough. I will touch, I will put my arm around her waist, and she will grab her hand and she will put it on her breast. Right. Why gonna kill me for telling you all this stuff? <laughs> but, uh, but that's how I know. But I'm gonna give a guys a hat. Okay. Don't abuse this when I'm getting ready to tell you. All right. Stop asking your wife for sex. Instead, ask her this way. Hey, can I enjoy you tonight? Mm. Or can I delight in you tonight? Mm. 
Now, so these are, what, what's the big deal with that? Try it. <laughs> and see what happens. Oh, now, man, it I doesn't mean you're going to get sex, but watch the reaction. Right. Hey, can I enjoy you tonight? Hey, can I delight in you tonight? Now, let me tell you what's going to happen and why I, I think this is a hack. And, and I say it's a hack that I've come up with, but really I got it from the Bible. Okay. <laughs> Here's why. She may not say, she may not say yes, but the way you asked is going to touch her in a way that, wow, he wants to delight in me. Hmm. He didn't just act to have sex. He wants to enjoy me. He thinks I'm enjoyable. <laughs> he delights in me. Now let's make this where I really got this from the Bible. Why did God make us? He made us so we can enjoy the joy of enjoying him. He says, if those who delight in me, I will give them the desires of their heart. Guess what God is inviting us to do? To delight in him. And it's not sexual. So if you ask her, can I delight in you? Can I enjoy you? Even if she says no, guess what now? Come physical intimacy. Put your arm on, touch her. She knows now why you're doing it. You, she, you told, she told you, no, not tonight, baby. And she's going to do it in a sweet way when you ask that way. But yeah. to know that you're not upset. And you're not throwing a temper tantrum and sitting around turning with your back with your thumb in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to be wild, like, wow, wow. And trust me, more than less than 24 hours, you probably are going to have sex with her again. Because <laughs> you're going to realize, yeah. wow, he's not making it about him. Yeah, him. that's a different message. Yeah. So I'm hoping some of these things will help, Cynthia. And I'm hoping it enlightens no, that's um, good. some of the guys about this. That's really good. So for people who are listening who, you know, maybe you struck a chord, they're stuck in kind of roommate syndrome, maybe between careers and raising kids and whatever. They're hearing you say this and they're going, oh my gosh, yeah, you know what, I'll, I've been making it about the physical act. I haven't been thinking about spiritual intimacy, emotional intimacy or whatever. Um, this kind of takes me into another area that I find a lot of guys seem to be struggling in, which is actually just taking leadership in the home and really being the leader. And it's funny how easily a guy will say, oh, can we have sex tonight? No problem asking about that. Right. But then when it comes to emotional intimacy or spiritual intimacy, all go, of a sudden go, they go, get, go. yeah, <laughs> yeah, their tongues get all tied and they're, they're so like, you know, skittish about it. How does a guy start to build that? I don't know what it is, conf confidence, comfort, courage, whatever. How does somebody start to take steps in building intimacy in these other areas when maybe it, they've never done it before? Um, easy. Um, and I, I'm going to relate to their challenge. And what it is when it comes to us as men, um, we have a hard time communicating um, with women because we don't really kind of get them on theirs. In a sense, they can be complicated because they're, they don't think the way we do. They don't yeah. move and operate the way we do in the same kind of rhythm. Um, they're, they're multifaceted where we like, we're kind of like, we, hey, I know where I want to need to go. I see the target. Let's go for it. But with the women, there'd be multiple targets. Like, How come you're not hitting all of these? What? I didn't know it was so many targets. And then worse yet, I didn't know there was a target. You never told me there was a target. You know, mm. well, you should have known there was a target. <laughs> and so we run into that kind of problem. And so here's what I tell guys, the easiest way to start. And because I feel your pain now, um, this is one of the things I can't relate to guys too well, but I can teach it. I'm the opposite. I love to talk, obviously. And yeah. I'm good at expressing myself. I majored, I got my my undergrad and my master's degree in communication. 
you know, and I got my doctorate in education where I, I, I've been a teacher and I taught communication in it, you know, so it's not hard for me, but one thing I can relate to a guy with is that when it comes to people in general, I'm introverted, which is weird to people. They say, mm. how can he be that? No, I, I, I'm good at being in front of people, but I'd rather be by myself. So I'm going to relate to a guy mm. who is struggling with, man, it's hard for me to connect with my wife and communicate with her. Here's the best way. And is another hack. You don't have to do a lot of talking. What you have to do is a lot of question asking. Mm, right. And then listen. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> if we learn the right questions to ask. Okay. So guess what I spend time teaching men, Cynthia? The right questions to ask. Because yeah. any guy can say, oh, I can ask that question. I can ask that. <laughs> but then you got to listen to the answer. Yeah. The answer. So I, I'll, I'll throw out a few that guys can start with if they're communicationally challenged with um, how to start and being vulnerable. And you don't have to go, see, she's going to dictate it. And then you have to ask yourself, am I comfortable in sharing? Yeah. Am I comfortable? Now, the longer you wait to open up your mouth to share, the tougher this is going to be. But if you're ready and you're just trying to get her ready and you don't know how to ease into it, this is going to be helpful. But I'm assuming you're ready to share too. And you can let her do all the talking. Okay. You just got to ask the right questions. And we'll start with daily conversation, building up this emotional and relational intimacy. Um, I, I, I teach guys a method I call the love method. L-O-V-E. You love your wife? Yeah, I love her. Then ask her these things. Now, and you can do it. You don't have to ask them all, but get in the habit of asking these questions on a consistent basis. The L stands for Lord. What you ask her about when you see her during the day, and how hard is this at there? Baby, what are you most thankful for today? That's it. <laughs> Just ask her that. Yeah. You can while you're on the phone with her, you can text her the question. It'd be better if you're talking to her because then you guys can, you know, be face to face. Just ask her, Joe, what's the big deal? Now, let me tell you, I'm not asking these questions haphazardly. You're going to, I'm going to help you understand her heart. Hmm. Why are you asking her, um, what can, you know, what, what are you thankful for today? Because if she tells you this, it's how she responds to the question. If she said, you're not looking for a right or wrong answer, you're looking for what kind of answer does she give you? Hmm. If she says something like this, I got nothing to be thankful for today. That should now, the Holy Spirit should now be stirring you to say, wait a minute, man, she's breathing. We got a roof over our head. Are uh, you following me? I said, we're still, we're, we're in a good place. And she can't find anything to thank God for today. Now, you don't say that. That's what the Holy Spirit is revealing to you. Baby, what's wrong? Do, tell me what's going on. What's happening? Yeah. And how right. can I pray for you? Are you following me? You get it? Right. So it's kind of like a temperature check. The way she it's answers it. It's a temperature it. check. Right. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, we, as believers, we got something to be thankful for, Cynthia. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling you how bad the weather is in Chattanooga today. But if you ask me, Joe, is there anything? I know the weather's horrible in Chattanooga, but is there anything thankful? To, yeah, that I get to see my friend Cynthia who I hadn't talked to in a while. See, yeah. there's always something. But I say, no, nothing. Yeah. You got to think, wait a minute. Something's really wrong here. Mm. See, a lot of times women won't tell you. And they keep it. See if they, if you love me, you would know. Guess what? This is the Holy Spirit helping you to know something's wrong. Hmm. But if she said, "Man, I'm thankful for sunset," wow, then celebrate with her. Yeah. Wow. And now here's your opportunity. You can share what you're thankful for today, but you don't have to. But she may even ask you. So, Cynthia, what are you thankful for today? Man, I can thank God for 
or whatever. And you guys mm-hmm. just have a moment. I mean, what they take like less than five minutes. <laughs> but it's just a step towards her heart. You get yep. it? Yep. Now, the O, the O, what you want to ask her about, and I, I put this twofold. I'll tell you what I do, but it's another O you can ask. But I, the O I want to know is, uh, it stands for obstacle. What what did you have to overcome today? What was your biggest challenge today? Yes. Kanye? So imagine you come, especially after you guys have a baby, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and now you've been working and boy, you've had a good day, but all of a sudden you just, man, something's not right today mm-hmm. in the house. Then you go to your wife and say, hey, have you had a, have you had a challenge in there today? Have I? What was the most challenging for you today? See, I want to know what has been her obstacle. Because now when she tells me now, what's the purpose of asking that question? If she tells me what it is, and more than likely your wife will tell you, because she can't believe you even asked, because she's thinking, oh, you're not, you're just, you only worry about your own world. You're not even thinking about what I'm going through doing today. Yeah. I'm asking you about your day. But I'm not yeah. asking how was your day. It was good because she may not tell you. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking a specific question. What was most challenging for you today? What caused you the most heartache today? When she tells you, wow, that, empathize. Wow, that seems tough, Tanya. Mm-hmm. Man, can I pray for you about this? Can we, you know, wow. So is there anything I can do to help? Wow. No, baby, no, because you know a lot of times they don't want us fixing it. No, no. Yeah. Wow, that just seems tough. So how's it, how are you feeling now about it? See that you see what I'm all I'm doing is asking a lot of questions. I'm not making any statements. Yeah, right. I'm asking a lot of questions. And so there we should know this because we're podcast hosts. Yeah. You follow me. And yeah. so you got to just keep asking. All this is building what? Relational and emotional intimacy. Especially when you're talking about her challenges. Now, is she going to be honest? Guess what? You can open up and be honest about your challenges for the day. Yeah. You don't have to. But if she asks you, tell the truth. That's mm-hmm. going to build that emotional and relational intimacy. So spirit, and the, even the God thing, that's building spiritual intimacy. Yep. Wow. Because even the spiritual intimacy, when you ask about what she's thankful for, how was your quiet time today with God? Mm-hmm. What did God reveal to you today in your quiet time? Yep. That's building spiritual intimacy. Now, here's the V. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Now, what I want to know is what is she currently struggling with now? Hmm. Say, wow. I said, how's everything? Uh, just do a, a heat check. Hey, um, I'm going to get ready to go pray um, tonight or tomorrow morning. And I want to make sure that um, I'm going to, we're touching and agreeing and I'm going to take God some of my struggles um, what, how can I pray for you? what, what are some things you're str- currently struggling with right now, or that you're, that you're concerned about, you're afraid of, are you following me? Something that deals yeah. with the hard issues. Now, if she doesn't want to tell you, it's okay. But the fact that you asked yeah, right. is building emotional intimacy. See, yeah. we keep thinking we got to always get to results. No, a lot of times it's just our effort. Yes. Most yes. time, most, uh, most of us as men don't even make this effort to ask these questions. Right. And a lot of times we don't ask it there because we don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to do something about it, right? Right. But you notice everything, all the answer is always me going to God to prayer. You see that? You notice yeah. always, let's pray about that. Let me go yeah, to ask true. God to pray about it. Because the Holy Spirit is going to give you wisdom. What um, James 1, 5 said, any man who lacks wisdom, God would ask God, he would give it to you generously without reproach. Because that's what I'm going to do. God, I don't know what to do. How do I help Tanya with this? Yeah. With that challenge. God, she's not thinking, well, how can I pray for my wife? 
God, she's struggling with this fear. How can I address that? How can I help her with that? Mm. And so let her know, ask her, what are you afraid of? Mm. What are you struggling with? What are you concerned about? It could be the finances. It could be, oh, I just don't think I'm being a good parent. Shouldn't the baby should be sleeping through night right now? Yeah. But now, how comes, how comes he's not breastfeeding? He's not taking, I'm just a bad mother and he's going to starve. And you need to hear that stuff. You don't have to solve it. Yeah. But you want her to be able to share it. That's the V, vulnerability. And the E, now this is challenging. I, I, you got to be a courageous man to ask this question. <laughs> okay. And what the E stands for express. And here's what I ask. And I now I'm brave to do it. I ain't tell men they got to do this. But you ask her when time is right, says, hey, is there something that you've been wanting to ask me, but you've been afraid to ask me? Mm. about express yeah is there something that you've been wanting to ask but you're afraid or something you wanted to tell me that you're afraid about it, yeah. to express it because you're afraid of my reaction dang that takes courage man yeah that takes courage now i, I do it because i don't like elephants in the room and i don't like dirt under the rug i, I gotta expose everything yeah. because yeah. the enemy can't only can work in darkness can't work True. in light so i yeah. like exposing stuff but I'm not, but I understand every man ain't there. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> but I'm ready. I, I'm, I'm, I got the full armor. God, I'm ready. And, yeah. um, and when you're living in the light, it's nothing I don't want. I, she can't talk to me about. You see what yeah. I mean? And yeah. so she may want to ask you, so how, how you been dealing with lust lately? Have you right. been, I, I know it, I don't, you've been seeming to be so good, but can, I just wanted to ask, are you still watching porn? Right. And, and guess what? My response, when she asked me then. You didn't have to be afraid to ask me that. Yeah. Emotional and relational intimacy. Right. What am I telling you? You never have to be afraid. So now guess what? Even if it did make me afraid, I'm lying. Okay. It did. <laughs> you didn't have to be afraid. <laughs> Even because I don't want, I want her to continue to share. Yeah. Again, I haven't done a lot of talking, but I've asked the right questions that makes it easier for me to talk to her in the future. Yeah. Now, if she asks me that question, we talk about it. Now, if I'm struggling with something and I want to build emotional intimacy, Tanya, can I talk to you about something? Remember when you were asking me about, I've been struggling. Yeah. Right. Man, I can't tell you how that's going to bless your marriage. Yeah. That's really good, man. Because you're on yeah. the same page. You're on one accord. That's how you, that's how two become one. And yes. so I'm hoping the man realized that, oh, I can do this. Yeah. It's hard. I'm not telling you got to be able to speak sweet nothings and have romantic <laughs> words. And I didn't say any of that. No. Got to get curious. And what we're doing, we're fulfilling on um, what I think is it. What is it? Um, It's in first Peter about husband, um, live with your wife in an understanding way. Mm. Mm. Since she's a woman as the weaker vessel, since she's a woman showing her honor. Yeah. As a fellow heir to the grace of life, so your prayers would not be hindered. What I'm trying to do is live my life and understand. I'm not just loving my wife; I'm learning her, mm. and I can only learn her when I listen. Can't yeah. learn by talking. I learn by listening. But I can't. Yeah. But I got to know what to listen to. I can't just let it be about her emoting. I got to direct what I want to listen to and listen for. Yeah, yeah. You know it's I mean? such a good framework, though, because you can direct it, like you're saying, you direct it by. The questions you ask, you don't have to have eloquent speech or the right words to say. So for someone who's, you know, not as expressive, 
You just like, have to ask as questions. we are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anybody and for us, can do this. Yeah, yeah, and for us, I think the ch the challenge is actually greater to shut our mouths a little bit. Just ask your <laughs> questions and listen, right? <laughs> That's my challenge. Is no, don't say nothing. Yeah. I've always got always got something to say. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. That's our challenge: is knowing when to be quiet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is so good. This is like a master class, man. Really, really, really helpful. Uh, I got a bit of time left with you, and I want to switch gears a little bit more selfishly. I'm becoming a father. And I am gleaning all the advice I can get from people like yourself who are seasoned and who have already been through at least this leg of the journey. Um, rather, I'm tempted to just say, you know, any advice you got, give it to me. And I know you would give me incredible value. But let me tell you some of the advice I've gotten so far. Sure. And you can tell me, you can maybe fill in gaps or it. correct anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, tell me the best stuff you've learned so far. <laughs> so, okay. Um, well, one of the most practical things that uh, one of my friends said is, he said the first month or so, after that baby's born, everything hinges around the baby feeding. And so he said, that's something to pray for right now. Pray that the baby feeds well, because if the oh, baby yeah. feeds well, your life gets way easier. Mm -hmm. um, second thing has been um, like setting expectations with family for when they can pop in, when they can't, um, how quickly or how not quickly you want to do that after the baby's born. Um, that's been super helpful as well. We haven't had any conversations yet, but my wife and I are starting to realize like, yeah, we probably need to do some expectation setting. I got family that's five minutes around the corner and they will just show up. So, um, you know, having those conversations, I thought that was pretty useful. And then yes. the third thing, um, the other thing that was uh, was pretty helpful um, was just my wife and I being on the same page about like, you know, how long am I going to be off? Uh, when I'm off, like, am I helping in the night? Am I not helping when I'm working? Am I, am I going to be helping in the night? Figuring out some of those logistics. So those are some of the conversations we've had and some of the advice that we've, you know, taken to heart so far. Um, one of the, I, I guess one more thing I'll just throw in and then, and then you can just respond however you want. Big conversation between us right now is about sleep training. Um, and my wife is obviously incredibly compassionate, very nurturing, sees the value of sleep training is having a hard time, uh, imagining just being able to let her, let the baby, you know, cry, cry it out. We don't love the cried out approach anyway. Like we know there's intermediate methods that kind of land in the middle and are a bit more, hands-on with the child. But anyways, those are the things that we've been talking through and some of the pieces where we've been getting some wisdom so far. Mm -hmm. That's some good stuff, Cynthia. I, I, I love it. Everything they tell you, I'm, I'm in agreement with. Okay. And so so what what do you want me to add or what what would you like me to direct you in? What's missing? Or, you know, or something to go, what, would, what would you want some advice on? Yeah, I think, you know, I think for me, the thing I'm the most scared about is uh, like, I'm a relatively competent person. And so right. I'm not the, the baby doesn't scare me. I know that sounds crazy. Maybe that's just naive. Maybe I'll be scared when it comes. But, you know, I just, I know my wife and I are both very resourceful and I know that we'll right. be able to figure stuff out even if it is a little bit of a stretch. Right. I think um, the thing I feel the most in the dark about is how to support her well. And that's been yeah. my question even during pregnancy is like so much is changing for her. She seems like a little bit of a different person. And I know part of that's hormones and part of yeah. it is we're entering a new stage of life. And um, I also like, I can't do anything to actually control the situation. All I can do is try to support her well. And sometimes I don't know what that looks like. And I'm kind of feeling like if I feel that way right now, it's probably going to be all the more so on the other side of it. Uh, you're, you're starting to like rub your hands, man. Oh, you got yeah, some I stuff got some for me now. Advice for you. I all got right, some all right. Lay it on me. But no, and, and, and Cynthia, your mind is in the right place too, because as scary, because I mean, I was scared to death when my son was, my first son was born um, because I'm thinking I'm responsible for a life. This this right. baby is gonna breathe or not breathe according to what we do. <laughs> you see how helpless they are and how small they are. And but it was like that for the first day. You know what I mean? Because like yeah, you said, because yeah. where you are is where I got day two. 
You said, I mean, <laughs> day one, I'm, I'm terrified. When the baby came out, I'm terrified. Like I'm responsible for another human being. And you're right. You guys going to be resourceful. You'll figure it out. Cynthia, trust me. Everybody does. Yeah. You, you eventually figure it out. And you'll, and, and especially if you guys decide to have other kids, you're going to realize you'll look back and say, wow, we figured it out, but I stressed out more than I had to. It ain't that difficult. Right. You see what I mean? Because <laughs> it gets easier the more children you have. You're like, oh, I was more, I was overly worried about this. Didn't have to be. I was only concerned about this. Didn't have to be. It works itself out. So yeah. I like that we're going in a different direction because you're going to be fine with all this stuff. And I Thanks, love man. that advice that. about protecting your time and with the people coming in the bit. I I love that. And you're right. The feeding is the the probably one of the most stressful things in the world when it just my we went through it. My son and and you know they're going to be fine, but the mother is really stressed by that. Mm. You know. Yeah. So let's kind of transition now to with you and her. Okay. Okay. This is my advice to you. And we just talked about um, asking the right questions and yeah. building that intimacy. Well, you're going to ask some more questions, but it's not going to be of her. Okay. Ask the Holy spirit. Now, this is not advice you're probably going to get from anybody else, Cynthia, but trust me when I tell you, she's going to be glad you're going to the Holy spirit asking these questions. Okay. All right. When it comes to loving her, while she's going through these changes and it's stuff you ain't going to understand. Okay. Normally she wouldn't respond that way, but now, but I know it's, it's the hormone. Da, 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 da. This is not going to solve every problem, but boy, Holy Spirit is going to take you to another level of understanding your wife. And even going to surprise her. And she may give you credit for being just a great husband, but it's not that you're being mm. sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay. And start with this. When you're in your wife's presence, or even um, whenever you guys interact about anything that causes you some concern, all right, it could have been her tone. Um, you asked her a question, she never got back to you on the answer. Or so, it could be anything that just kind of like something's off. Hmm. Ask the Holy Spirit this question. What am I missing? What am I missing? Cynthia, you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she may not even know. The Holy Spirit knows. Hmm. God knows your wife better than you do. Oh, yeah. And if you guys are on one accord and you guys are communicating with God, He says, if you lack wisdom, I will give it to you. Yeah, right. And He's not going to give you all of the answer, just the answer you need at the moment. What yeah. am I missing here? Hmm. Holy Spirit, you got to do it with a humble, broken spirit. God, I, I don't know how to love your daughter the way she needs to be loved right now. I'm, I want to, but I just don't know how. Am I am I missing something? What am I missing here? Can you reveal it to me? Mm. And don't question it. Don't doubt it, Sathya. When it comes to your mind, just obey it. <laughs> right. um, I, I'll give you an example. My wife, her dad passed away um, three years ago. But before he passed away, he had cancer and he was really suffering. And um, I was doing a call. I was here on in my office and she comes to me and she says, um, and she would go, we would go by and visit him because he's not maybe 15 minutes away. And she says, um, baby, um, I'm getting ready to go see, um, see dad. He says, he, you know, I was talking to him on the phone and he just didn't sound like himself. And I'm kind of concerned. And so he didn't ask me to, but I'm going over there mm. to go check on him and see how he's doing. 
I said, okay, Tanya, all right. She said, uh, she said, and I'll be, so I'll be back a little bit later. I said, okay. And so she closed my office door and walked away. Just something didn't seem right. Okay. I'm getting ready to work, get back to work again. And, and, and it's the urging of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Like what? And the Holy Spirit kind of just prompted my spirit. Um, ask her, um, does she want you to go with her? I said, she didn't ask me to go with her. She just <laughs> said that she was going and she's going to come back later. She didn't ask her. What am I missing? Are you following me? Yeah. So I yeah. said, so I stopped. I said, Tanya, um, do you want me to go with you to your dad's? Her response, will you? Yeah, right. <laughs> she says, but just, don't you got a lot of appointments the rest of the day? I said, Tanya, I can... I can cancel those. I can reschedule yeah. those. No, you don't. I said, do you? She said, really, would you? And so there, I'm like wanting to kick myself thinking, right. how stupid am I? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that. I didn't know that. And, and what I'm telling you, so there, I still didn't know it. What revealed that to me? The Holy the Spirit. Holy Spirit, yeah. So during this time with your wife, you got you have to trust the Holy Spirit. Don't rely on your own strength. Yeah. Your own understanding, because you're going to miss it most of the time yeah so that's the question that i want you to start asking the holy spirit that's good when you man. end up with something just seems off what am i missing here's another question that your wife is going to appreciate you're asking the holy spirit okay when you come home or you're in her presence ask yourself what can i initiate without her asking me to do it hmm. god revealed to me what can i initiate Oh, you know what? She probably, we we probably need some time away from the baby. Or we probably need to ask her mom to come visit. So you would go ask her, would you, you know, I was thinking about asking your mom to go visit so we can, are you following me? Yeah, right. You know what? Inst instead of, you know, I'm going to, you know, you don't have to worry about, um, you know, here's what, um, instead of like initiating planning uh, for, for meal or something. Yeah. Hey. So what can I initiate? You don't have to ask all these questions. I'm just giving you questions to ask. Yeah. Spirit. What can I initiate without her asking me? That's good. Here's a great question. This goes back to what we we're talking about with the intimacy. What does she need from me right now? In the moment, you're around her. God revealed to me, what does she need? Does she need? And now this is something you can even go ask her about. Hmm. But what does she need from me right now? Does she need something? Does she need to have time by herself? Does she need time with me? Does she need bonding time with the baby? Does she need to be around her friends or siblings? I don't know how close she is, she, is, she is to her sibling. Does she need to be around her parents? Does she need, what does she need? Does she need a hug? Hmm. Does she need to be held? Does she need a kiss? Does she need her feet rubbed? And so how do you, so when you, that need is revealed to you, baby, is it okay if I rubbed your feet? I just got this unction to rub your feet. Yeah. Either she's going to tell you yes or no. Right. But you're seeking the Holy Spirit for wisdom. What does she need from you right now? And here's another question, which I know women will want us to ask the Holy Spirit. When, you, when you're around your wife and you spend time with her, ask yourself this, what can I do to lighten her load? Hmm. 
What needs to be done that could lighten her load? Wow, I need to clean this up. You know, I need to put that load of laundry, those diapers in the laundry. Are you following me? Yeah. I need to fold those clothes. Wow. You know what? I need to take that food out of the uh, out of the freezer. Hmm. What can I do to lighten her load? And nobody gave me that kind of advice when my wife was pregnant, when we had our kid. But man, it would have been, if I would have been more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you know, because I do that now. But man, how much more would your wife need it when she's pregnant? And when, I know what women go through after the baby is born. They are stressing out. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm more mindful of what she's missing, what I can initiate, what she needs, what I can do, it's gonna it's it's gonna build again intimacy. Yeah. yeah. And she's gonna remember this when now when she gets past this season, wow, Sathea was so attentive. Yeah. So sensitive. So there and present for me. Wow. Yeah. It's like, wow, where was that man before we had the baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because you're just being more intentional. That's all it is. That's super helpful. Okay, good. I was I was taking notes. Those were not like podcast show notes. I was taking like notes for myself personally. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> okay, uh, how are you doing for time, Doctor Joe? Do you do you got a hard oh, stop? Man, I got time. I blocked this time out just for you, bro. I know if we got on a call together. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, man, my man. Okay, I got at least two more questions for you. Now that we're rolling here a little bit, another thing that I think about a lot is balancing work and wanting to be at home, and um, I I feel conflicted. Like I I have some friends who you know are like. They, they work like a few hours a day and they work a four day week every week. Um, you know, and I have some friends who work, you know, they work 12 hour days and, and, and have no apologies for it. Um, I probably land somewhere in the middle, but I guess I'm just curious for you because I know you've been very entrepreneurial in your efforts and just very high achieving, you know, um, as an educator and whatever else. How have you gone about that tension? And I have to imagine that would change based on the stage that your of life that your kids are in as far as what's Need it from you and how you're home and all that, but how have you made those decisions and how have you spent like allocated your time, I guess, between professional life and home life? Um, I had to go through a crisis first to lose it all, Sathya, before I got it right. Okay. Um, I was this high achiever. I mean, I, I, I tell you, you know my story, man. You're talking about I became the youngest professor in the state of Florida at the age of 24, had my doctorate by the time I was 28, started my first business at 22, graduated from college early at the age of 20, had my first house when I was a senior in college. Um, I, I was an overachiever and I had the quote perfect life and I lost, end up losing my wife to my addiction because mm -hmm. all that stuff was me overcompensating um, for something that was hurting in me, when, especially when it came to um, being sexually abused as a child when I, when I was growing up. And so after I went through my painful divorce of after 16 years of marriage, I had to do a lot of soul searching. I said, God, okay, now that that's over now, I don't want to be a, some woman's nightmare. Yeah. What do I need to, what's wrong with me? And now I realize I'm past the porn now. And I, you know, one of the most sobering things is you think that porn is your issue until there's no issue. And you realize, wait a minute, I'm still a horrible man. <laughs> man, I it's got these problem. other issues too. That. <laughs> if I fix that, everything's fine. Then yeah. I had to deal with my character issues. Um, I didn't have to deal with porn anymore, but now I had to deal with this other stuff, which was now trying to overachieve and all, and all this other stuff. So yeah. God radically changed my life by um, getting me to get back in divine order. And if you want to get work-life balance, this is my wheelhouse, Athea. 
I I could talk about work life balance to the cows come home okay, because I've, go. I've been it was, it was such a dramatic change for me. Mm. I only work four days out of the week. I've been having okay. since I started this ministry. Um, I have three day weekends every week. And when I was reluctant, I'm like, God, how am I ever going to build it? I can't do this if I'm only working. I, I, I got to work long hours. I got to do da, 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 da. And you're right. It does change when you get older, but it gets a lot easier when you get older. And so what I'm giving you is mm -hmm. back to when it was stressful. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And because that's when God wanted me to, um, to change. And I'm like, but God, I'm a single dad. I got this. I'm running this. And I'm traveling all over the country. I'm speaking everywhere. And da, 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 da. And he says, do it my way. He said, when you worked out your way, I, I don't know if God had Dr. Phil's voice or whatever, but it's like, how's that been working out for you? What you've been yeah. doing it your way. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he says, try my way. I said, God, what's your way? He said, you know my way. My way is seek me first, my kingdom and my righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Hmm. He said, your life is in disorder. This is what the Holy Spirit revealed to me. Your life is in disorder because you're out of my divine order. Hmm. You get in divine order with me. And what my promises will come true. I never lie about my promises. And I said, seek me first and my kingdom and my righteousness. All things will be added unto you. And if you look up the word all in the Greek and Hebrew, guess what you're going to find that means? Everything. <laughs> yeah. so guess what that means? As a dad, as a husband, as an entrepreneur, no matter what you're doing, all is all inclusive. So I, I say, so God, what does that look like seeking you first? He says, make your priorities according to my order and his departed. Christ first. Covenant second. Children third. Connection slash community fourth. Calling in career fifth. Did you catch it, Sathya? Hmm. That's when I had a problem. Wait a minute. <laughs> my job comes what? Fifth. Fifth. <laughs> Did I ever achieve anything? Yeah. I wouldn't be LeBron if he put basketball fifth. <laughs> Guess what? I don't know LeBron's faith either. Mm. Are you following me? Right. But I'm like, God, that does make sense. And Sathya, it took me walking out on water first to see it. It makes perfect sense. Here's why. Seek me first, my kingdom and my righteousness. All things be added unto you. God, um, Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment in the law? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the second is close to it, to love your neighbor as you do yourself. The whole balance of the laws hang in the, in the balance on these two commands. If you keep those two commands, you don't have to worry about the other eight. You will keep them. So what's first? Love him. That means I must make him a priority. How do I know he's a priority? That means when I look at my calendar, God is on it first. So Thea, we're talking to now is in the morning. Guess who I spent time with this morning? First, God. Hmm. Are you following me? Yes. Not Sathea. So they ain't coming on here before I talk to God first. Yeah. Priority number one. And if you look at my calendar, I have on my calendar at 530, uh, from 530 to about around 730, 8 o'clock from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Hmm. Not Saturday. That's a whole nother story. All right. But, <laughs> but it's on, but you'll see if, and I got it color coded on my calendar. So if you look at it, you just saw, if I showed you my calendar right now and you couldn't read it, you would see colors. You say, wow. I said, what color do you see a lot of? I see a lot of green. Hmm. What's in your green, Joe? That's God. 
What's the next most popular color you see, Cynthia, on my calendar? I see pink. What's pink? What do you think pink is? It's marriage. My marriage. Wow, there's some large time blocks in there. But pink, that's my date day with Tanya and my communication with Tanya during the week. Hmm. See, I only have a short window where I have now. We see each other all the time. But when I'm talking about intentional communication, and it's about an hour before she goes to bed. Are you following me? Yeah. But then you'll see this big block on the Saturday. That's date day. Are you following yeah. me? Yeah. So you see a lot of green. Then you see the second. What's the next dominant color that you see on there? Man, I see blue. Hmm. Guess what the blue represents? My kids. Okay. Now, what did I tell you about me being empty nest? I said I had a lot of free time because yes. I, my daughter had a certain time block. And my son had a certain time. There are no, no time blocks now don't exist. I just talk to them on the phone or when right. they show up at the house. Are you fine? Because they're grown now. They're adults. Yeah. Pickleball. But I had a child. date day with my daughter and a date day with my son. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so, but they were on my account for blue. That's why I said when you get older and it gets easier. Yeah. So now I get to take that. So what else do you see on there? Wow, I see an orange. Now don't ask me why I pick orange. That's my community and connection. Me with my guys. Yeah. Now, of course, I run ministry, but that's not that doesn't count. Mm -mm. I'm talking about when I'm being vulnerable, when I get accountability, my discipleship groups that I meet with, my you know, I run a discipleship group. You see, what I mean, I'm in a mastermind group, a, a spiritual mastermind group. Are you following me? Those are my connection with my guys cool. that I do personally. And so now I got work in there, yeah, but work is going to be work. But I got these intentionally planned. Yeah. Now, is this what it shocked you? So then when you look at my calendar, I'm talking about even when I was at my busiest, you will notice that, man, green dominates. Then you see the pink. I mean, then you see the pink. Then you see the blue. Then you see the orange. Then you see where, but you have a question. But what is the white space for? That's my free time. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> How in the world... If you're putting in, and I work about, in those four days that I work in ministry, about 60 hours. Okay. That's a lot of work. Dang. Yeah. But it's not competing against everything else. It's wow. only doing work. I, I start at I start at 8 in the morning, and I stop at 8.30. Shut down. Yeah. Okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Are you following okay. me? Yeah. Yeah. And so... I'm focused on just those times when I have to do those times. And then that's stuff I got to do within those times. That's a whole nother topic about priorities. But the white space, they said, what's the white space? I said, that's my downtime, my time. Yeah. And I do what I need to do for me, self-care. Yeah. Working out, pickleball. Are you yeah. following me? Yeah. I make time for me. But let me tell you how God's divine order works. And I, I didn't see it until I walked out on water and did. I said, God, this seems scary. I don't say I'm ever going to succeed at anything. If I'm only putting... Certain time I'm not working all the time, yada, 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 yada. And I take off a lot, you know, and because yeah. I don't have to work as much as I used to work now that we got leaders in our organization. But right. here's how God's divine order works. Let's start with number one. Put him first. If I'm spending time with God intentionally, when I come out of my closet talking to him in my quiet space, what kind of husband am I going to be? A better husband. So I'm loving my wife, which is number two. And guess what? She benefits from my time with him. 
And if I'm loving my wife the right way, guess who notices? Yeah. Children. Are you following yeah. me on that? Yeah. Wow. Right. That's the kind of husband I need to be, my son. That's the kind of man I want to marry, my daughter. Are you following me? Mm. Now that, so I've earned their respect. I didn't demand their respect. I earned it. The way I'm loving mom, the way I'm pursuing God. I got my wife's but the way I'm pursuing God. Are you following this, this progression God was showing? That didn't make uh, any sense to me until I figured it out. Yeah. Now, if I'm loving my wife and my family right, guess who notices that? My community. Wow. Look at Sathya and his family and his kids. Boy, his kids respect his wife loves him. Man, I would love to have a family like that. Sathya, what's your secret? What advice would you give me as a, are you following me? And guess mm -hmm. what? When they start asking you questions about it in your community, guess what you now have? A ministry. That's <laughs> your calling. Is. That's your career. Are you following me? Because you're doing it in God's divine order. And mm -hmm. the way I look at it is like this. When you're spending time with God, he is filling you with his love. He's pouring his love into you. God is love. From the overflow of that, your wife, your children, your brothers, in your career, you become a witness for others. You win others to Christ because they're walking at seeing how you live your life. Mm. And all this time, I realized, oh, I was building my own kingdom instead of building his. Yeah. And so if you want balance, get back in God's divine order. And one of the metaphors I use, Sathya, and you won't ever forget this, if, I don't know if you ever used a vending machine, but most people have. Mm -hmm. Have you ever gone by a vending machine where they had a, a sign that says out of order on it? Yep. Right. And usually, man, you it's usually like when you're really hungry, you want to snack. Of and course. You go, Crap. It's, <laughs> it's out of order. And I always ask guys this. I say, if no matter how hungry you are and you saw that sign says out of order, would you put money in that machine? No. And guess what they say? No, I said, but you can see the food. Yeah, I know. Then put money in it. Joe, I'm going to put money in that machine. Why not? Because I'm not going to get anything out of it. No matter how hungry I am, no matter what I see, I, if the sign says it's out of, it doesn't work. I say, and guess what? When you get out of God's divine order, guess what? You're like a vending machine that has an out of order sign. There's something in you, but it ain't coming out because God mm. says, I made you. I put, I put everything you need in you. You are fully equipped, but I got to put an out of order sign on you and let everybody know you can't put money in that machine because you're not going to get anything out of it. I don't care how hungry you are. <laughs> right. And I never forgot that, that picture in my head. Yeah. I don't want to walk around a fully stocked vending machine that no one could ever get anything out of because I'm out of order. Dang. Ooh. Ain't that something? That's really good, man. Yeah. That was my life. That's what yeah. I was. I mean, I was so gifted, so talented. Got all these goodies. <laughs> and you couldn't get anything of God out of it. Because mm. I was out of order. Now, guess what? You're free. <laughs> and it's never, and it never runs out of stock. Yeah. And so uh, people always ask me when I'm going to retire. For what? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't stressed. <laughs> I mean, right, burn yeah. down. Someone, when I die, that's when I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, they said, when you going? Oh, I, I love this one. When you go on a vacation, vacation. What do you, what I need a vacation from? Yeah. <laughs> if I'm living my life in order, that means I rest. Oh yeah. By the way, I get at least eight to nine hours of sleep a night. Okay. 
because it's in my schedule. Rest. Yeah. yeah. I go to bed by by a certain time, by 10 o'clock. Yeah. Right. Are you following me? Yeah. So I'm getting my sleep and my rest. Yeah. And so it's getting back in God's divine order. That's the key. But you got to know it. And then you got to make it, you got to get serious about putting it on your schedule. I, you can mention any time of the day right now at a whim. And I'll tell you what I should be doing. Yeah, right. Nothing is done haphazardly with me. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean I do it all the time, but I sure. know what I should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I already know what I, I, I always I put value on my time. Yeah. So I don't allow people to waste it either. That's and good. also I, I become really good at telling people no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big one. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't feel guilty about it because if why if if I don't value my time, why will you? Mm, right. We can't just get on Bill Gates' schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Are you Are you yeah. So we got to earn our way on his schedule. So yeah. I have certain time. That's why guys in our ministry can't believe I have so much, quote, time for them. They say, how do you manage all these guys? I, I said, you guys keep thinking I don't know how to manage my time. If I teach you how to manage time, guess what? You can reach hundreds of people and not be burned out. Yeah, true, true. I'll give you a quick hack for any guy that's people just pulling on them from different ways. Anytime somebody reaches out to you and via text, man, always ask this, is it an emergency? Hmm. If it's not an emergency, hey, I got time on Friday at such and such, I'll reach out to you then. Yeah. Guess what I find out when I ask guys, is it an emergency? 99.9%, guess what the answer is? Nope. Nope. And the emergencies are so far in between. I'm talking about months, maybe even a year before I get an emergency. It's usually what they consider a crisis is them being stressed. But right. when I ask, is it an emergency? I'm saying, is it life or death? Yeah. No. Then I'm available on. <laughs> it might be two or three days from now. Well, if it's an emergency, I mean, it has to be. So is it is this like. And guess what I find out? Free time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if I ever, and if I ever call you, Cynthia, first thing I'm gonna ask you when you pick up the phone. This is another hack for guys. When I and I call you on the phone and say, "Hey, Cynthia, how you? Hey, Joe, Cynthia, did I catch you at a bad time?" If you say, "Well, Joe, I was in the middle of sunset," I'm gonna say, "Cynthia, then hang up the phone, fool." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did you just you pick answer? up the call when I just <laughs> called you and you know you were busy? Well, Joe, I thought it was you, but you didn't have to. Answer. The phone is for your convenience, not mine. Yeah, that's right. That's my hack for guys. This cell phone, you which you haven't heard go off, right? And it has gone off, but I don't care, and I yeah. haven't looked at it because Sathya, right now I'm with you, and right now is an inconvenient time for somebody to call me, even my wife. Mm. Are you following me? Yeah. And if my yeah. wife knows, I, if everybody knows me, if I don't answer, guess what they know? He must be busy. Yeah. He must be in a meeting. He must be doing something. Because wait till I, I wait till I have my downtime. Hey, Cynthia, did I catch you at a bad time? Because right now is a perfect time for me. I'm on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Are you following me? Yeah. Well, see, I'm not going to inconvenience my life because you don't know how to manage yours. Yeah, right. That's why I love talking about this because then now you're free to love God instead of stressing out about this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, my wife gets jealous. She said, you tell me, do you even work? I said, yeah, I work. <laughs> I just know how to do, use my time wisely. My kids ask the same. My kids say, yeah, Dad, you don't work. I said, yes, I do. Just because they know they get time with me. Yeah. They must think, 
When does he work? He plays pickleball. When does he work? Yeah. <laughs> Doing designated times. Yeah. And so there, you're going to have to be even more conscious about this when the baby's born. You're going to yes. have to make time for Now, check this out. Newborn baby. You got to make time for your wife. Right. Not the baby yet. Yeah. The wife. Because as you love your wife, the baby's going to be loved. Mm, right. Love on your wife first, then go to the baby. Yeah. Wife first, then the baby. Follow right. me? Yeah. She's going to be concerned about the baby. She Hopefully, I want her to be concerned about you, but she's probably not. Mm -hmm. So you got to be concerned about her. Mm. She's not going to be thinking about your needs, yeah. even though she should. Yeah. She's probably not. But you who are being spiritually more mature, who know better, yeah. that I am the provider, protector, and priest and prophet of this home. I must cover and lead this family. I must lead by examples. God first, then my wife, then my child. Yeah, yeah. And she's going to see, man, but the baby, I want to make sure, baby, you're taken care of first. I'll get the baby. Yeah. Do you need anything? Are you okay? Right. What can I get for you? But the baby. I'll get that, but are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay, I'll take care of the baby. Right. You're letting her, what you're doing, you're discipling your wife, letting her know you above the child. Yes. You get yes. it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Put on your so oxygen good. mask first before you give it to somebody. Before They tell you on the plane, before they're going to say, before you put it on that child, put it on you. Yep. Yep, that's right. Put it on you first. So you have to serve her before you can serve your child. Divine order. Amazing. That's all man. it's about. Oh, Dr. Joe, thank you so much. So super helpful for me. I hope it was helpful for someone else listening, but if nobody else got anything out of it, uh, <laughs> this is awesome for me, man. Uh, for people who want to, you know, connect with you guys, you obviously have like a world-class podcast. Uh, Real Men Connect is a thriving organization. What are some ways that guys can plug into what you're doing? Oh, that's easy. All they got to do is go to realmenconnect.com, realmenconnect.com, because um, we, you know, we are a discipleship ministry that all the stuff I'm, I'm sharing with you, this is what we teach men and train men to do. Because yeah. I always say, Sathya, most men, they want to do right. They want to um, do the right thing. They want to be the best husbands and fathers, but they suffer from a learning, undiagnosed learning disability called ABT, ain't been taught. And so <laughs> we train men on the stuff that I'm talking about. And if yeah. a guy out there is, uh, if he goes to our website, realmenconnect.com, and he wants to reach out and connect with me personally, they can't think that's impossible. Um all they can do is just go to realmenconnect.com forward slash call and they can set up um, a breakthrough call with us to talk cool. to about whatever issue that they're dealing with. Now we got limited slots, obviously, because I got to manage my time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but if they if they do want a slot, they can see what's available and they can meet with me. So realmenconnect.com or realmenconnect.com forward slash call, C-A-L-L. -L. Yeah, done deal. We'll put that in the uh, links to both in the show notes. In the meantime, uh, Dr. Joe, thank you so much, man. This was a treat. Oh, my pleasure. And it's great seeing you, Sathya. Well, I am so grateful to Dr. Joe Martin for uh, his life and his input into my life. I legitimately was taking notes. Uh, you're going to see like we we're, we started timestamping these interviews, which I'm sure you guys have noticed. But I also had a separate document legitimately just taking notes for myself that I'm going to revisit a little bit closer to the birth of our baby. Uh I learned, I learned a bunch. So I, if you can't tell, this guy is just chock full of wisdom. Any subject that is related to the male experience, I guarantee you he's got a resource on it. He has a framework. He's got some practical thing, probably some alliterative kind of, you know, whatever. Like he's got something there to help you remember it. The three C's of this, the four P's of that. 
He's just razor sharp and very insightful. So I highly recommend you go check out his stuff. He also, his podcast, he didn't talk, I don't know why he didn't talk about this, but his podcast has over 2.2 million downloads on it, uh, which in our space is a really, really big deal. And so I think you should go check this guy out, okay? So the link's in the show notes. Please go take a look. And if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you're realizing that, you know, if you want to have a better sex life, if you want to be a better father, and if you're really going to manage your time, some of the big pillars we talked about in this interview, for you to execute on these things, you know you need to quit pornography and you know that you need to quit now before it's too late or before you catch yourself making all those mistakes that you've seen other people ahead of you make. This is your chance. The program we run here is called Deep Clean and this is our most comprehensive program on the market that helps people make a full recovery from A to Z. We get to the roots of the issue. That's kind of our specialty. We do it with uh, a world-class course that we literally get comments about every single week from our clients. Uh, Community, we do it with coaching in a group format and a one-on-one environment. We basically give you the whole nine yards so that you can become the person God made you to be free from all sexual bondage and sin. If that's something you're interested in, there's a link in the show notes to book a call with someone on my team. We set aside time every week to speak with listeners of this podcast so that we can help you guys specifically walk in freedom. So if that's something you want to do, the link is there in the show notes. In the meantime, love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.